And now on Radio 4, it's the long-awaited return of the show business legend that was Count Arthur, is Count Arthur Strong. Throughout his distinguished career, spanning quite literally years and years of people's lives, Count Arthur Strong has always been very much in demand for the widest variety of things it's possible to imagine. His remaining ambitions include making a film with the late Jimmy Crow. Join him now for this week's instalment of Count Arthur Strong's Radio Show. Right, let's get that uh, book the BBC have sent me. Do a bit of swatting up for tonight. Impress them all with my bottomless pit of knowledge that I know about. Or I will do when I've read it. Where's that gun? I could have sworn it was on the settee. Maybe it slipped down the back of it. I'll stick my hand down, have a look. Aha, here we are. What's this? A pint of milk. (laughs) What's that doing down the settee? (laughs) Sell by March 27th. 2001. <laughs> what else is down there? Blimey! Half a dozen eggs! There's all 2004 on them. Well, that's a bit of lunch there, isn't it? <laughs> that's a stroke of good fortune. There's no book, though, is there? Oh, look at that in the garden! You bloody cat! Get out of my garden! Clear off! Doing your mess on my dahlias! Go on! Are you talking to me? What? Are you talking to me? Does it look like I'm talking to you? Well, I don't know. I was too far away to hear you properly. Well, this has nothing to do with you, as you'd know if you listened carefully to what I wasn't into you in the first place. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to get that bloody cat off my misanthropies <laughs> before it did a mess, which I can see I'm too late for that now, thanks to you sidetracking me. As if I haven't got enough to do without... Cat mess over everything. You want to put some lion droppings down? They don't like the smell of it. Oh, really? So, using your brilliant suggestion, not only would I have cat's mess in there, but I'd have lion's mess as well to stand in. Here, I'll tell you what. Why don't I go the whole hog and get some elephant's doings while we're at it? I'd have a dungy the size of the Iger towering over my house, blocking all the light out. Well, I was only trying to be helpful. Here, catch that. It's a plastic carrier bag. If you have any behavioural code of conduct you follow, your conscience should dictate that you would do a pooper scoop on that recalcitrant cat's disgraceful misdemeanour. Dear me, you you, you couldn't make it up, could you? (laughs) Right. Well, Earth, that book they sent me. Um, Definitely had it in my hands. It, it, It had a picture on the front of a woman... In a bloomers, doing a shoes-up by him that used to walk everywhere on his knees. Um, little bloke, not Ronnie Corbett, the other one. Um, he's a painter. Ronnie Corbett's not a painter. It's Rolf Harris that's the painter amongst that lot. Now, oh, shut up, will you, a minute? Can't hear myself think with all that going on. Anyway, I can't find the bloody book wherever it is. So, let's move on to plan B. Egg sandwich at Jerry's Cafe. Then I just go to the library and have a look for the same picture on the cover of a book. And lotto! Lumbago! Bingo! 
Who could be simpler? Morning, Arthur. Get it? So what can I get you, Arthur? You can answer me a question before you do anything. Who was that little bloke that used to walk everywhere on his knees? You know, um, Mark Yarwood used to do an impression of him on the telly. Oh, uh, Ronnie Corbett? No, not Ronnie Corbett. I've been through all that with myself. Um, <laughs> he used to paint pictures. Oh, Rolf Harris. Mark Yarwood used to do him. Rolf Harris is much too tall. He's a very tall Australian. Or uh, Pom, as they like to be known as. <laughs> anyway, he's dead, this one I'm talking about. He used to walk on his knees. He had pretend shoes on, on his knees, and a big floppy hat and a scarf. Oh, not Jimmy Clitheroe? No, not bloody Jimmy Clitheroe. Use your head. He did paintings, I've told you, on, on book covers and table maps. In fact, my cleaner Doris had a tea towel with the same picture on it, showing the self-same bloomers. Do you want to, uh, do you want a tea with your egg sandwich? Oh, go on, then. Um, I'll be over here. Anybody sitting there? Help yourself. Looks as though it might warm up. Yeah. They say summers are going to get hotter, don't they? Yes. Yes, with all the globular warmings. <laughs> we won't be able to breathe soon, will we? Yep, right. I'll tell you, though. Oh, that pales into insignificance with the problems I'm having with cat mess in my garden. <laughs> I'm always standing in the bloody stuff, skidding down the path. I saw one at it this morning, squatting down. Look, do you mind? I'm trying to eat my lunch. Yes, well, you never hear anything about that mentioned at the Cohoto Agreement, do you? <laughs> what are those black things in your spaghetti? Olives. Do you know... I never had an olive until I was in my fifties. And when I did, I wish I hadn't bothered. Really? I find them terribly overrated. They always remind me of sheep droppings. Well, thank you for that image and thank you for spoiling my lunch. I was only saying, aha, table to myself. Lovely. <laughs> Look what the wind's blowing in. Hello, Arthur. Geoffrey, here, are you busy this afternoon? Well, I was going to polish the floor in the church hall. Because if you've nothing better to do, you can do me a favour and help me find a book I'm reviewing on the wireless tonight. What's it called? It's just momentarily slipped my mind for a minute. I, I, I can picture its cover, but the Archwell title of the Archwell book is proving somewhat elusive to me. What's it about? I'll find that out when I find the book, won't I? But you don't know what it's called. Do me a favour. Tell me something I don't know I didn't know. <laughs> Who's it by? I don't know. So how are you going to find it if you don't know what it's called, what it's about or who's written it? Good grief, if you'd just shut up and let me get a word in, instead of giving me the, the three degrees. <laughs> right, got it all out of your system, have we? Now, look at it for you, I've thought this all through. While I deal with my egg sandwich, I want you to go to Doris's, my cleaner, you know Doris, and ask her if she's still got that tea towel with that woman in her bloomers. The, that little bloke who Mike Yarwood used to do with the 
shoes on his knees and a floppy hat and a scarf. It's not Rolf Harris or um, Olga Corbett, before you ask. Um, <laughs> Rolf Harris is much too tall. You're the second one that said him. Um, anyway, he's painted the sodding tea towel. Who has? The little bloke with the floppy shoes and his hat on his knees. To lose no trick. He's painted Doris's tea towel. My Yarwood used to do him. I've just been through all this with you. Have nothing lodged. But he just said his name. Listen, go to Doris's and ask her if she's got the bloody tea towel. That's all I want you to do. You can leave the clever stuff to me. <laughs> then come and meet me at the library. Let's say at approximately two o'clock precisely. Yeah, but you've already no, said his... don't speak, Geoffrey. I've had enough of you speaking. Just nod. Without the attitude, if you please. <laughs> That's better. And listen, don't come back without that tea towel. It's very, very important. <laughs> Where is he? Is he not here yet? Is there plenty of time to get there and back? Hello, there? Arthur. Oh, you bloody idiot, creeping up on me like that. What are you doing lurking in the doorway? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, well, sorry is a dish best served cold, isn't it? <laughs> or is it? Oh, no, salad. Salad. <laughs> salad is a dish best served cold, Geoffrey. Remember that for future reference. Now, have you secured the tea towel? Well, I've got a tea towel, but it's Excellent. Not... Come on, then. Follow me. <laughs> the thing is, uh, the one I've got is... Look, I'll tell you what. Why don't you just give your tongue a little holiday? <laughs> a fortnight somewhere quiet, perhaps. <laughs> the Isle of Mute is quite nice this time of year, tell me. Ah, there she is. Hello, I need to find a book. Oh, well, you've come to this, then. What? You've come to the right place, the, the, the library. I know I've come to the library. What's that for? Do you want some help? Yes, I do. Uh, get ready with the tea towel, you. Um, I'm looking for an particular book with this on its front. Now, Geoffrey, well then? My husband went to Whitby, and all he got me was this lousy tea towel. <laughs> Whitby? What are you talking about? That isn't the one. Well, I've been trying to tell you. She said the one you wanted was in the wash. What have you brought this one for, then? Well, you, you told me not to come back without one. Oh. But I know who the painter is. Who? Toulouse-Lautrec. Toulouse-Lautrec! That's it. Toulouse-Lautrec. I knew it would come back to me. It's all in there, you see, Geoffrey. All in there, just waiting to come... Spew it out of... So you want a book on Toulouse-Lautrec? No, I don't. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm afraid I'm not really following all this. What do you want? Oh, dear, oh, dear. Look, I'll put it in the simplest language I possibly can for you. The book I require, whose title has escaped away from me, has got a picture on the front painted by the small man whose name I've just remembered... Um, uh, uh, tiny Lancelot, whatever it is. <laughs> Toulouse Lautrec. Thank you very much, Geoffrey. I thought we were having a quiet moment. <laughs> Look, it's a woman in a bloomers tying her shoelaces up or something. I think I understand. Who bloody?
bloody raw, the penny dropped. <laughs> Funnily enough, I think I know the book you mean. I've, I've just taken a batch home for my mother. She, she doesn't get out much anyway, and, and one of those had that picture on the cover. Now we get in somewhere. Get on the telephone now and tell her she's got to bring it back. I can't do that. She's 89. Look, I don't think you understand the seriousness of all this. I have to give my expert cricketer reprisal of that before millions of hundreds of radio viewers. Well, I'm very sorry, but I can't ask her to come in. How far away does she live? Ah, she's away at Bellevue Heights. Well, if the mountain won't come to Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali <laughs> will have to go on the bus. Come on, you. Two sodden buses to get across here. Getting beneath a joke, is this? Knock on the door. Oh, come on, what's up with you? Oh, sod it, shout through the letterbox. What shall I shout? New lamps for old, perhaps. I don't know, use your imagination. Uh, hello? Hello? Is there anybody there? Hello? Is there anybody there? Oh, get out of the way, it's not a bloody seance. <laughs> Hello? Is there anybody there? Hello? Oh, for crying out loud, giving me a shock like that. I could feel all your hot breath all over my face. You want to watch it shouting to boxes like that? You could have given me whiplash. It's my letterbox. I've come about the book to lose latrine. Your daughter rang about it from the library. How do I know it's you? Who else would be knocking at your door asking for it? The Hitler youth? <laughs> Look! Look, just stick it through the letterbox and I'll trouble you no further. You, you can't take it, I haven't read that yet. Come on, give me the flipping book. I, I, I don't want to get the police involved. <laughs> If you get a criminal record, it's on your file for life, you know. You won't be able to get another passport or, 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 or drive a bus. Don't be so silly. If you behave yourself, you can come in and have a look at it, but I'm not giving you it. It's on my ticket. Oh, open the door then. Come on. Oh, who's that with you? That's Robin, the boy wonder. I didn't even know there were two of you. There isn't two of him, thank goodness. I'm Geoffrey, colleague and friend. He's more of a colleague. Well, you'd better sit down then. Now I'll get the book. Ah, where is it now? It's been one of those big piles over here. Don't uh, think it's in here either. Um, How much longer is this going to take? And can you not shut that bloody bird up? It's driving me round the twist. Why are you saying hello? Aren't you? You're saying hello, aren't you? What's his name? Tell him, tell him what your name is. It's Billy, isn't it? Oh, my Auntie Joan had a budgie when I was little. It grew a lump, then it fell off its perch and died. <laughs> I dug a hole in the garden for its grave. I made a little cross for it out of two lolly sticks. Ooh, I expect you're one of the bloody pallbearers as well, eh? <laughs> Did you read out the flipping eulogy at its funeral? <laughs> Elvis John play the piano, did he? <laughs> Crying out loud. 
I'll tell you something, I've had enough of this. I'm off. I'll have to sod in busket tonight now. I'll leave you two to your budgie bereavement glee club. <laughs> Good evening, can I help you? Good evening. I'm here to be on the radio. You know, the book show, where they discuss books. The, the, the book thing, whatever it's called. What name is it? Count Arthur Strong, as if you didn't know. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. I know it's right. I do know what I'm called, thank you very much. Well, someone will be through for you shortly. I should think so. Here, you, you, you don't know what book they're doing, do you? I'm afraid not. Is there a problem? No, no, there is not a problem. Absolutely not a problem at all whatsoever with that. And if there was, it wouldn't be my fault, uh, because I might not have got the book in the first place. <laughs> eh? Did he ever stop to think of that? So it's more likely to be whoever sent it or didn't send it, whichever is the most appropriate. Excuse me, can't I strong? I'm Madeline Fox, the production assistant. Can I show you to the green room? I've only just sat down. I'm up and down like a bloody boomerang. Sorry. Um, would you like to, to follow me? We'll, we'll take the lift. Ah, so, um, are you busy at the moment? Yes, I am. What are you up to, then? I'm doing this. Yes, right. Frankly, I'm surprised you didn't know that. I got stuck in a lift once. I've had a recurring nightmare about that more than once. Who to eat first? <laughs> I wake myself up screaming sometimes. You can't put up much of a fight when you're deprived of oxygen. Brian, blessed's in it. Gulping in bloody great lungfuls. Sounds like an awful dream. Rodney Bew's biting my leg is what wakes me up. We're just through here. Now, uh, let me introduce you to everyone. Uh, this is Arabella Cooper, Professor of Feminism and Gender Studies at Oxford University. Hello. Hello. I once went on a stack do to Oxford. They laid on a strip teaser. Yes, that's exactly what I've spent my entire life trying to eradicate, thank you. Oh, well, good luck with this all. <laughs> oh, look, you could have told me there was drink on in the letter, wherever that is. I, I, I wouldn't have stopped off at the shoulder of mutton. I, I could have saved myself a bob or two. I'll be back to take you all in at uh, 10.45. Right, shambles. This is unfolding itself out into being. <laughs> you all right, love? Yes, I am, thank you. Right, let's have a look. See if they've got anything worth having. Can I pour you one while I'm in the chair, love? Uh, no, thank you. Would would you stop calling me love, please? Why is that love? Because I find it rather patronising. Oh, do you? Well, you know your own mind, don't you? I'll give you that. <laughs> Bottoms up, then. Oh, no pun intended, love. <laughs> uh, so, um, have you uh, read the book, then? Of course I've read the book. Only a moron would think he could review a book without reading it. Oh, yes, I, I know that. It's, it's, it's laughable, isn't it? Um, after all, you can't judge a book by trying to remember its cover. <laughs> Would you please excuse me for a second? If it's the lavatory you're going to, you'll have to make it a quick one, love. She'll be back for us in five minutes. 
All right, love. Hi. Toby Arnold. Where? What? <laughs> Where's Toby Arnold? It's me. That's an unusual way of introducing yourself. Here, listen. We're going to be up against it once we get in there, um, Arnold. <laughs> She's only read the flipping book, hasn't she? <laughs> Little bit of a spot, if you ask me. She, she's, she's probably on the lavatory now, having a quick whiz through it. Well, well I, I, I've read it, haven't you? Oh, yes, I, I've read it. I, I, I've read the book, oh, yes. Um, what, um, what did you think of it, then, Arnold? It's Toby. Where? Where what? <laughs> Where's Toby? No, no, it's, it's me. I'm Toby. Who's this Arnold, then, I've been speaking to? Um, me, I'm Toby Arnold. Well, frankly, if I may say, you're just asking for trouble with a name like that. You, you should have thought that through. Anyway, um, what did you think of it, Tony, the book? Toby. Well, I, I thought some of the historical detail dubious, to say the least. Oh, did you think that as well? That's what I thought. What a coincidence. Also, I wasn't sure I liked the use of the first person. Now, that is uncanny, because I had troubles with the first person. Just warm to them at all. <laughs> the second and third persons, yes, but the first persons, no. Just not the kind of persons I would warm to in a book. Right. Can I uh, get you a drink, um, Arnold or Tony? Toby. No, I, I don't think so, thanks. If it's the money you're bothered about, you've no need to worry. It's all on the house, is this? Mind you, it's not what you'd call a spread, is it? They usually have some bits of quiche on at these kind of things you can wrap up and take home. <laughs> oh, yes. I once took a whole salmon home when I was on just a minute. <laughs> Must have been £20 if it was announced. Salmon for breakfast, salmon for dinner, salmon for me sodding tea. I was sick of the sight of the bloody thing in the air. Laid on its plate, staring at me with those cold, accusing eyes. I had to flush it down the toilet, face first. Playing its bloody mind games. Went to hell and back with that fish. Of course, Nicholas Parsons has the pick of the table, what with it being his show. He waltzed stuff with two big balls of Edom. <laughs> well, I'm having another one. Are you sure? Uh, oh, yes, yes, I will then. Why not? That's the ticket. That's what we want to hear. Here, put these crisps in your pocket as well. And uh, have a couple of Kit Kats. Oh, yeah, th thanks. Actually, I've just had my book rejected, so I'm a bit, you know, wondering what to do. Have a slurp of that, Tony. That'll sort you out. Four years of my life I spent writing that. Four years? Must be a bloody thick book, Tony. I've set a fortnight aside for mine. <laughs> Come on, then, let's have a top-up. Drowned our sorrows. Hello, here she is. Hey, we were thinking of sending a search party out for you, love. Why? You know, in case you'd fallen in. Hello there. Right, we're ready for you if you'd like to follow me. Come on. Uh, Tony or Arnold, walk this way. Here, if I could walk that way, I'd be a teapot. Oh, dear. Oh. Hey, don't forget those Kit Kats. After you, um, Harry Agni. Now, 
if I can just sit you down there, Arabella, and you in the middle, if you don't mind, Tony. Tony, I've changed it. Why not? <laughs> Nobody knows who I am anyway. Why don't you sit you down here, Count Arthur? Uh, James is just doing a, a link into a trailer, and then he'll be with you. Would anybody like a drink? Um, water or... Don't no, be ridiculous. What would I do with a glass of water? Dear me, I've heard some things in my time, but you really do take the Kit Kats away. <laughs> Oh, we're talking of Kit Kats. Let's have one of those you've got in your pocket, Arnold. Here, I'll swap you. Have a drink of that. Hi, sorry about that. I'm with you now. OK, look, we'll be on in about 30 seconds. I'll do a short preamble about the book, introduce you all, and then we'll get straight on to the meat of it. Welcome back. In this week's book review, we're looking at the new novel from Daniel Henson, The Cow in the Sky. That's what it bloody was! <laughs> In this, his third novel, and certainly his most controversial, he appears to have upset many people, particularly some leading women's groups. Joining me in this week's book review, we have Arabella Cooper, Count Arthur Strong and Toby Arnold. Count Arthur Strong, did you think the criticism of Daniel Henson's new book was fair? Couldn't you not go to one of them first? I've just put a kick-out finger in my mouth. Did you not see me doing that? I'm sat right opposite you. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Toby. Tony. Tony? That's right, I've changed it. <laughs> right, I've spotted my Kit Kat now, Jimmy. What was the question again? Uh, do you think the criticism of Daniel Henson's new book was fair? Well, can I just say how much I didn't like the first person that was in the book? <laughs> I, I was saying this earlier to Arnold. Tony! <laughs> For me, it was the second and the third people in it that were far much better in it than the first people. Also, I found the hysterical detail was dubious, to say the most. Uh, Arabella, could I put the same question to you? Uh, firstly, I haven't the faintest idea of what he was talking about. For me, the whole notion of a book based on a man's blinkered viewpoint or something... Oh, and I, I quite liked the cover. The cover? He's one of my all-time favourite painters... Um, Mike Yarwood. <laughs> oh, and I used to love his Huey Green. Uh, yes. Right, getting back to Daniel Henson, uh, how do you think this book compares with his Have last... you got any more of that vino, Arthur? Well, there was a good third of a bottle. I don't know where that's gone, unless Ali Agni here has had it. Uh, yeah, look, if I could just steer us back to All the I know is there was a bottle of red wine to go missing. So, you know... Someone's had that, because wine hasn't got legs, has it? It's a good job I've got another one. Hey! Look, look, we're supposed to be reviewing a book here. Yes, that's certainly what I'm here for. There are, Arnold. Mate, get that down you. Take no notice of a teacher's pet, isn't she? That is it. This is the most ridiculous thing I've been involved with since Channel 4 asked me to mud-wrestle Andrea Dworkin. I want nothing more to do with it. I'm out of here. Goodbye! Dear me, extraordinary behaviour. Completely sewn herself up, hasn't he? Uh, perhaps we should go to some music or. Oh, we something. haven't got anything by Petula Clark, have you, Jimmy? <laughs> go on, put one of hers on. She's got a lovely voice. When you're old and life is making you lonely. Put that on. Downstairs. Come on, Tony. <laughs> 
Appearing with Count Arthur Strong were Sue Perkins, Alistair Kerr and Dave Mountfield. The script was written by Steve Delaney and edited by Graham Duff. Count Arthur Strong's radio show was recorded live at Comedia Brighton, is produced by John Leonard and Mark Radcliffe and is a joint Comedia Entertainment and Smooth Operations production. <laughs>